Hey, David. Yo. Have you ever had to uh, rent a car? Yes, I have, actually. Uh, have you ever had to get your car fixed? Uh, yes, I have. Now, have you ever been in a scenario where you've needed both at the same time? Due to some sort of accident or... Yes. Yes. So, as you know, I got into an accident a few months back, and uh, the parts finally came in for my vehicle. It was a... Co- mm. Like, it was fairly cosmetic but my back bumper was like broken yeah Anywho, they're designed to crumble anyway so i had an appointment at 9 a.m on monday morning okay mm-hmm. so being the good person that i am i jump out of bed at 8 35 because i forgot about it and rush to the mechanics to make it there for like nine o'clock with me so far yeah i show up and the, the guy was like why are you here <laughs> i was like you ordered me a bumper and uh, you made me an appointment and his response I shit you not was oh I forgot to get you a rental car I was like dude you called me three weeks ago setting up this appointment I've been waiting for this I need to get it all done by Friday I was like I took today off work I didn't actually like I had the day off yeah you had to embellish it a little bit make but I was like what are you what are you doing right now right and he's just like oh well uh like just come back tomorrow morning. It's like, no, you're going to call the, the rental car company and you're going to get me a car. 2.30 rolls around. He finally gets me a car. He's like, yeah, meet me here at 2.30. I'll have Enterprise pick you up, right? Yeah, but you dropped the car off at like 9 a.m. No, I saw the car because I didn't leave the car. Oh, okay. But that uh, it was their responsibility to set it up through my insurance. Anywho, right. I get there at 2.30. Doesn't the rental car company show up at 315 to pick me up? And the 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 guy who's working at the body shop is calling the rental car company, being like, Oh, by the way, can you drive this person also when you're picking oh up Mr. Mr. Sean? Blah blah blah. I was just like, Are you kidding me right now? So now I have to be like, it didn't matter. But then the guy was like, he leapfrogged me at Enterprise and he was like, Oh, well, I have an appointment. So, okay, but did so. it took me three hours to drop off the vehicle and get my uh, um, my rental. So what are you driving now, though? My car's cool back. car. I got oh. my car back. Oh, no, well, honestly, I went like downgrade city. I went from my CX-5 to a Hyundai Tucson. And like that mm. is just a boxy vehicle on the inside. I was I not mean, happy with it. I got to uh, I got to drive around a Volkswagen Jetta for a while, but like with like a bunch of sport features on it. It was, it was nice. It made me want to buy one. That's how they get you. I yeah. think they're in cahoots with, with uh, dealerships. Do you know what you don't have to wait three hours for? Oh, what's that? This episode of the scene on screen podcast. Whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene On Screen podcast with your host, Sean and David. I'm so stupid. Oh, guys, I know you can't see us because we're not set up for video yet because it's, it's honestly my fault. Everything we're going to talk about today that involves my webcam is my fault a thousand percent. <laughs> but David and I, like sometimes we do a pre-show cheers 
And for whatever reason, I thought that lining up my drink with the drink on his, uh, like that was coming through the monitor, he would get the cheers through the screen. No, aim for the camera, stupid. Oh. That's all right. You've had a you've had a rough day. You've had a or a rough week. You know that that car fiasco was it took four it, days to get a a job done that was quoted in two. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah when we had to send the car in for uh, repairs, it was it was some pretty extensive. There was some pretty extensive damage, uh, not due to anything of on me, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I got a sweet, uh, sweet loaner car for a bit. the The nicest thing about that is that I could hear the engine. I mean, like it had that low rumble that you would you would expect from an acceleration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt like accelerating in this vehicle that I I rented. Like I know my vehicle has it has some cojones, right? Like you put your foot down, the vehicle goes. Mm-hmm. This one, you're like. And you're like, oh shit! Like I don't, I, I, if I had to jump in traffic, I don't know if I would make it. I just, I didn't like the feel of the vehicle. Mm. It just wasn't, wasn't my vehicle. Do you ever get when you have to drive like someone else's car, like even for a short while, like it feels so weird because you're not used to how the acceleration pedal works or the brake pedal or anything like that. Like the pressure requirements are oh, different. The- Brake sensitivity, yeah, totally. It's so I had odd. to, I had to uh, move one of my my friend's cars the other day, um, and honestly, I felt like I had never driven before <laughs> because the sensitivity on the uh, gas pedal and brake pedal were so different than what my car was, and uh, I was like, oh my god, like, am I going to crash this car? <laughs> just by turning around like uh but the one thing that uh is always fun is driving someone else's car and you're like you know you know like when what's it called when you're like walking down the street and you're like i could just punch that person (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like Like like, out of mind experience yeah like i could just you know i'm in someone else's car i could just drive away (laughs) they would never find me truth but uh, then, you know, reality, then you snap back to reality. Oh, there, oh goes there goes gravity. Yeah, <laughs> That's the kind of show you guys are in for tonight. David and I have limited topics that we can't wait to talk about. But we also want to do the usual. What did you play and what did you watch? Uh, I'll go first with uh, I saw Guardians. I will not spoil it. What I will say is uh, the the rumors on the internet are true. Superman does appear in this movie. Just kidding. Um, but if you are sensitive to the potential of testing on animals, it might not be the movie for you. I know uh, we've talked about previously, um, does the dog die? I believe that's what the website is called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is there are some parts in that movie where you're like, huh! like it's it's a little shocking for some people. Overall, was that a hiccup or a gasp? It was like a, a mini gasp slash hiccup. Oh, okay. I just tried to roll with it and then you called it out. Um, overall, what I will say about this film is it is the perfect swan song for a trilogy that might not have been. You guys remember like 10 years ago, the Guardians first came out and nobody really knew. Everybody saw that trailer and thought it was kind of like fun but nobody really knew what it was about. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the trailer was hooked on a feeling. 
by Blue, like that. Blue Suede there. And just to see how the characters developed, the character arcs, the, the little Christmas special that also happened in there. Like the Guardians, to me, like if they do another Guardians movie now, because of the way they ended it, I think I'd be okay with it. But the core Guardian group that we know and love obviously is no more. And that is like, that was widely reported before the movie even like came out. Right. Yeah. The trailer pretty much made it apparent that something was going to happen to the group, but also Dave Batista and Zoe Saldana were like, we're done with our characters. Right. And like they're two yeah. of five. Mm-hmm. It was great. I personally would say it was probably a nine or our rating scale is at a five. I gave it a five. You know what? I think we need to change our rating scale just to be a little bit different. I think our rating scale should be at like a 7.5. Out of a (laughs) 7.5? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do seven so the middle could be four? Because I said we're going to be different. Yeah, but like that's same, same, but still different. That's dumb. (laughs) Oh, guys, David angers me. (laughs) But but yeah, like... uh, because we don't have half scores, whatever way I would do it, I could do a four and a half out of five. It's a near perfect movie mm. for a superhero movie. I'm not going to say it's like a money ball or anything like that, but it is, <laughs> it is probably since Endgame, the second best thing since Spider-Man. It was a great movie. I enjoyed it. You have to, you have to love the characters for that ultimate enjoyment. But I also got to see part of the movie twice. Because oh, a yeah. fire alarm went off. That's right. Because some idiot burnt some popcorn. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure fire. we talked about the fire alarm last time, though. So, No, I saw it on Friday. Impossible. I literally saw it like a week ago. When did? Oh, you know what? <laughs> the stream. The stream is leaking into my mind because we talked about that when we oh, were Oh, true. So that's what I watched this week. And now I guess we're just going to jump right into what we played. Well, no, I have to talk about what I watched. Nobody cares. You don't watch anything. Yes, I do. I watch more things than you do. That's true. <laughs> and you complete more things than I do in watch form, not in play form. Yeah, in watching form. Yeah. No, Um. you know what? I just um haven't been watching. I, I don't. Oh, Star Wars Visions. Volume two is out. So oh, that's that. why it was trending. I thought it was announced. <laughs> no, it actually it released on um, May the fourth. Um, I didn't even realize that, but uh, yeah, we. I know you haven't seen the first volume of Visions because you're like, I'm not going to watch an anime Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly how I sounded too. <laughs> that's exactly. My arms were said. crossed while I said it, and my yeah. foot was tapping. Yeah. Um. And uh, this one's actually not too bad. Like there's a, I, I think there was better ones in volume one, but there's uh, a lot of different variety in this one. Um, there you've seen Wallace and Gromit, right? Yes. Yeah. So that studio did one and it's actually pretty enjoyable uh, because it's like stop animation, but Wallace and Gromit style humor and, and animation style all that just british humor yeah uh so that was pretty good um there was one 
So this series or this, yeah, I guess it's series or volume, whatever. Um, a lot of these companies have really put in their culture into this one. Whereas I feel like volume one was more of like um, taking, like taking star Wars and putting it into just different styles. So there's one that took place in literally it was like a parody or not even a parody it, but it was highly influenced in the French resistance during uh, world war two. So like right away, I was like, this is totally like a world war two resistance kind of story. It's like people versus the empire, which was pretty interesting. Well done though. Um, there was one that was based off of literally it was um, like India in star okay. Wars. So the problem with that one is that it did not feel like star Wars. It felt like I was watching like a movie or something like that, like a Bollywood film minus the music. Um, Interesting. But with some aliens and some Star Wars stuff thrown in. You know, the, the one cool thing about Star Wars is that you can incorporate lots of different cultures and ideas and stuff like that that we're used to, but also it still feels very new and unique and different, right? Whereas this felt the, the complete opposite way. Like you everything was so heavily influenced from like the Indian culture and stuff like that, that it didn't really quite feel like star Wars. So it was like, man, but the animation style was pretty good. That's um, cool though. Cause like, I know they made, um, spider verse two is coming out in like two weeks or two, three weeks. And they have like 250 different iterations of Spider-Man or spider Gwen mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. any spider person for that matter. But there is an Indian one as well. And I think that's really cool. I, but but that's kind of different because I think that blends or or merges well with the 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 universe that they're doing, right? Like because Spider-Man takes place in like modern day, what is it, New York? Yeah. Right? So it does very well make sense that there would be Well, Spider Verse you know, is Harlem, I guess. Yeah. But it, it makes sense that there would be, you know all of the same countries in the world that are currently here. Right. Mm-hmm. But in star Wars, it just kind of like it. I don't know. You have to watch it. I, I implore you to watch it. It's like 15 minutes just so you can kind of get your, get, get your feeling of what it's like. Um, but overall it was okay. And uh, my Saturday morning uh, breakfast cartoons is um, still power Rangers. <laughs> You're still playing power Rangers. eh? Or yeah, watch like there's like the season one is like 60 episodes. 60. It is. Do you remember the Beetleborgs? Uh, I do. What do you remember the most about them? Oh, like if you were to describe like, Beetleborgs to somebody who wasn't me. Honestly, like I just remember the action figures. That's really about it. Which one was your favorite, blue, red, or green? The uh, the green one. The the strong one. No, the fast one. Yeah. Blue was telekinetic and red was super strong. Mm-hmm. And then the next season they had metallics and then they were just canceled. Mm-hmm. But they were like, they were these people who had powers of a beetle and cool beetle cars. And they 
hung out in a, a haunted mansion with Luigi. It was yeah. the weirdest show, yeah. but it was so it, fun. It was cool. It was a, it was a cool. <laughs> they had that. Yeah, they had that weird uh, the evil guy with the uh, I don't know what his his name was, but no, I, I want to say cool. his like the um the the guy that helped them was named like Flabber or something. Mm. I'm just I'm checking just below me in a drawer, but I don't think it's in this room. I have an original Beetle Bonder still. Like just like a little toy one I got from like Burger King. And if I can find it, I will I will put a uh, post a picture on our socials for it. Yeah, the green one had had like the pincers on his helmet. Yeah, and yeah. then the red one was um uh, I don't know. I don't remember them all fully, but like I do remember it being one great show. Like I loved that I was a kid. I think I liked it more than Power Rangers. I know blasphemy on this podcast, but it was just something that was very, very fun for me. Now, um, David, before we talk about the um, the one game that we both played, let's talk a little bit about the future of our pod, shall we? Talk about the one game that we didn't play, <laughs> that we tried to. <laughs> yeah, so David and I both set out to start streaming. Now, there, due to a few technical glitches, and by a few, I mean a lot caused by my low-quality um, webcam, uh, we weren't able to get a web stream going where both of our beautiful faces would have been online, even though the intention is always to stream from one of our two computers, whatever we're seeing, not a back and forth. We clearly mm-hmm. don't have the bandwidth to do um, switching back and forth. With that being said, David and I had this whole goal for Star Wars week. We were going to play Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, and we were going to just start playing the game. And it was going to be a lot of fun, but we found out, David and I can't read and it is not online co-op, which is an absolute God damn travesty. Well, it's not so much that we can't read. It's so it's, it's just says it, it, well, it doesn't say that it's co-op only on the package for uh, Lego star Wars, the Skywalker saga. It says optimized for Xbox Series X, smart delivery, single player, multiplayer. But I guess it doesn't necessarily say like Xbox Live or anything like that. It doesn't actually require any of that stuff. But yeah, we were going to play that game. And then I got everything set up and good to go and we were ready. And then I was like, wait a second. How does I how do I get someone to join? Uh, And you can only join if you are playing on the same screen. Now, granted, how long have we been waiting for? couch co-op games like a good one forever uh, like most a while games, most games don't have them right but now the one time that we hope wish that there wasn't only couch co-op uh we're we're stuck not being able to play it so yeah which leads us into our i guess announcement at least for now the commitment is bi-weekly david and i are going to take uh, hard-earned two or three hours out of our lives and we're going to stream a game whether it's a game where we can compete against each other and have a little fun or a game that we can work together and play through mm-hmm. we are going to be joining you and your eyeballs on twitch and it's really exciting for us we had we had a lot of fun we played uh we played a <laughs> a game that's very true to our our hearts and souls and just us in general but we played golf with friends golf with your friends what did we i always, say golf we, yeah we always get it mixed up though we always want to call it golf with friends but it's actually 
golf with your friends. Oh, uh, it's the, like betrayal on House on the Haunted Hill. Yeah, that's the that's the Nelson Mandela effect. Ooh, the Nelson Mandela <laughs> effect. So, what was like? I know we played this game time ago, but what was your your feeling of the experience playing in a high pressure situation like playing online? You know what's funny? Uh, I think we were we were so close or so used to playing, you know, VR mini golf that uh, the experience of just playing mini golf on uh, with just a regular controller kind of was weird for us. It took a little bit getting used to and figuring it out. Um, but I don't know. The game was fun, but it's different. It's not so much mini golf to be strategic and try and you know actually like figure out the best way to go about it because you have a time limit right everyone just keeps going all at the same time they call that high stakes miniature golf yeah um so you couldn't really we, we couldn't really just take our time to explore and experience the the courses right yeah like but, you don't you don't really get to like breathe and take it in but the game's also i don't think designed for you to have that visual fidelity where you're like oh my god this is breathtaking we mm-hmm. did play one course which it was like it kind of reminded us of that um it's it's funny like the glow in the dark style yeah um, i was listening back to and it was not even intentional i was listening to another podcast and that podcast ended while i was in the car and because I was in a rental, I didn't really know how to like control the um, the monitor fully, like to, to navigate through to another show. And it took us back to one of my favorite episodes, episode one sixty nine, where David and I nice. famously uh, um, decided we thought we knew more about the Star Wars universe than Fellini or Filoni. And uh, we predicted everything incorrectly. But the one thing we did talk about (laughs) and David made a joke about was how um, walkabout needs to do a glow in the dark hole. One where you have to like walk through a bowling alley and the way this course was designed and golf with your friends, you knew it was like it was like that feeling like, you know, when you go into a glow in the dark golf course, you look up and you can clearly see the security camera and you can kind of see the rafters and all that other shit. And you felt that when you looked up because you could explore the map and look around a little bit. And it mm-hmm. felt like that. That was really cool. And then I had epiphany today, David. What was that? I was, I was, I was listening to that, that show. And I was like, man, if I could create any mini golf course based off this game that we streamed, um, infinite golf that I played the other day, what would I make the theme? What would be a crazy scenario in which I could play a mini golf game in, right? And like elements of the real world apply. And then I thought of a very old game. Do you remember a game called Revolt? Um, you know what? I gotta I gotta do a quick Google search on it because it sounds familiar. Revolt? was a game that we had on the Nintendo 64 and it was an RC racing car game. Oh yes. I remember and this. I think like my, my, my dad's work laptop many moons ago was able to run that game. That's how old it is. And I thought about it. I was like, Oh, what would be cool? Hear me out. A grocery store. 
So like okay. the holes okay. are all over a grocery store, right? But like something crashed into the grocery store. So like parts of the grocery store are like broken. So there's like food on the ground that you have to put around. I just could be such a fun, cool experience. And I think of like also dystopian grocery stores, like you can fall out three when you get to the supermarket and that's a whole level. Like it, there, there's so much stuff. What a grocery I mean, like, store. I mean, mighty like, coconuts. So, <laughs> some people hate, you know, going to the grocery store. So, so why not ruin it by taking them <laughs> at home too? I mean, like they could do, I think what would be cool is like, uh, where you're small. So like, you know how like there's a toy soldiers games and stuff like that. And where you're kind of, you're a toy size and everything's big, something like that. Yeah. Like where you could just, you know, you have to hit a golf ball under a table into an air vent or something like that. I don't know. Interesting. The mouse is going to steal it. I don't know. I think the I, I I think that they they need to go and do uh, some some like more like almost real life style uh, stuff. Because remember the, there was the one course that we played at, uh, on the stream, and it was like the underwater one. But it was clearly like you said, it was like a, a glow in the dark mini golf from like a bowling alley. Yeah. Right. Like, and it was cool. Like, it was it was not. It was not corny. It wasn't. It didn't feel cheap or anything like that because it's like, oh, everyone's done this. It it was interesting enough. It it was something that was familiar yet different. So yeah, uh, we uh, we streamed golf with your friends for uh, a good two hours. Um, it was fun. We had a, a decent number of viewers. Thank you, everyone who joined in to watch and uh, interacted with us on the stream um and yeah we're we're thinking of like sean said we're thinking of doing like some co-op games a few competitive games but i feel like i i feel like if we were to do co-op games we might have a little bit more fun because we can just shoot the shit while we're playing them and uh you know this whole podcast is kind of like a co-op game we got to work together to make it work yeah, and <laughs> I, I think when it comes down to it, I don't know if I want to play a game where like we're we're doing a looter shooter together. Maybe we're playing grounded together. I can tell you what game we're not going to play together, and that's Redfall. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? Uh, what game is uh, it? Takes two. Is that online co op or is that split screen only? I think it is online co op, just like a way out. Or no, that was split screen. Yeah, a way out was. Uh... <coughs> Excuse but me. we could do online for that, I think. Uh, online co-op. Let's see. A way out. The game that was almost perfect until it ended, and then it was not perfect. Uh, it takes two has online co-op, so maybe that should be our next one. Have it you played that? Two. Have you played that game before? No, Chris and I said we were gonna play it, and then we never did. Oh, see, uh, she who shall not be named and I, we played that, and uh, it was. It was fun. So I played through it already once before, but I would definitely play through it again. But playing as the opposite character could be something worth looking into. I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. Or we'll play Halo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I say we if we do Halo, we start at like four. I mean, I or haven't five. played four before, so. Yeah. 
I ha- the only one I haven't played is Infinite. So, mm. and uh, I'm really sandbagging it on that. Um, what's next on our 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 docket or myriad of things we wanted to discuss tonight? Um, um I want to do Redfall at the end, if that's right. okay. Just yeah, because sure. I I think it it leads into a bigger conversation and problem. So okay. let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, let's do this Nintendo story that uh, has has kind of spread it up. So Nintendo's 2023 releases see a wave of review vo- uh, review bombing on Metacritic. Now, what a peculiar time to release this article. Okay, David, if you recall, what comes out and what will be out by the time this episode drops? Um some generic re-release of a game from like five years ago with a, yeah. a, a new skin. Yep. That's uh, that's slightly exactly it. Slightly different story, but same, um, same but different. Also tears of the kingdom, tears of the kingdom, which is already looking like it is uh, being fruitfully reviewed is um, averaging about a 96 meta score right now, which is incredibly high for that matter. So we, we've got a game that's averaging a 96, but there's a few companies that have given it 10, 10, 10. Some want to give it an 11. I saw one review earlier where uh, somebody actually gave it a six out of 10. Also kind of wild to me a little bit. Um, the, The title is These Tears Are Salty, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom Review. That's Gfinity if you want to go read that, guys. I'm going to give (laughs) them full credit for that shit. That's awesome. Like, are we at the point, though? Like, if you look at, uh, if you go to the Reddit, um, the um, Nintendo Switch subreddit, they have a mega thread for uh, Tears of the Kingdom reviews. And across the board... Like critic scores are perfect, right? Like I think the lowest score is like a nine out of 10 um, so far, right? So how many of these, how many of these uh, reviews are actually like paid reviews? Like there's no way that this game is perfect because you can see frame rate drops in the trailer. Right. And and granted, okay, maybe from the time that they, they released the trailer to the time that the game is actually released, they fixed the uh, performance issues and so that. But here's the thing. Why does Nintendo get a pass just because they are releasing a new Legend of Zelda game? Right. Um, what game recently released that has had some significant frame rate issues um, or performance issues in general? And has been shit on by a lot of people in the gaming community. Like, and, well, not even that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jedi Survivor. Yeah, right? but like, that's because game... EA made it, and you knew what to say about EA. Well, it was a respawn game, and respawn makes pretty good games. But, uh... but here's the thing, though: it's it's a different IP, different company. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, the games are on, they're on two different levels technically, right. Or, or 
the uh, technical levels or different, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say is different. And yet, because I think because one is coming on a Nintendo and one is a Nintendo first party game, people are automatically giving it a pass when there's any technical problems and stuff like that. Like I remember playing breath of the wild when it came out and it was, it looked cool. It looked amazing. It played great. It, it was a different style of Zelda game. Nothing like we hadn't played anything like that before. Uh, but also it was on a new console, right? But people were very critical of the technical downfalls to it, like the frame rate drops and so that. And I remember when the Switch version 2 came out and it's a little bit more powerful. I guess they changed some of the uh, the processing and stuff like that. And I remember that... Uh, Breath of the Wild was used as a, kind of like a benchmark comparison between like the original Switch and then, then the second version. So all of these reviews are coming out now. These critic reviews are coming out for Tears of the Kingdom. And it's like across the board, like practically a perfect game when we know 100% that it's not a perfect game. Yeah. Um, but, the, but that's the problem. If you slap, what was Mario Odyssey's? review from IGN. Oh, uh, I don't know. I can look it so, up. So like if you slap Zelda on it, it automatically gets a, a full pass. Just like God of War Ragnarok, I believe also got a 10. Yeah. So Last of uh, Us 2, also a 10. Red Dead Redemption 2, I believe also got a 10. Like these are what's the the level above? There's no such thing as above a triple A game, but these are quadruple A games. These are the elite of the elite. And to me, honestly, thing, I but played the thing Breath is, of the is these games though, they sure they are they're polished and all that stuff. And Nintendo knows how to make their games run well enough that it's not intrusive, I guess, to your, your experience on them. Right? But if it was any other company, if it was any other game, people wouldn't be giving them as as much leeway in terms of technicalities or like the technical um, performance of games, let alone like, it's just a, it's just breath of the wild, but they've updated it. Yeah. That's how Mar- Mario Odyssey masterpiece 10. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. If you, you've like, you've played breath of the wild recently or what, like when would you say you played it? Um, I dabbled in it like a few months ago, like, but again, I right. didn't get too far in cause like I, I thought I the game was good. Mm-hmm. I thought there were some annoyances in the game, but I thought the game was good. But if you put that game on a PlayStation or an Xbox, people will give it a seven. Mm-hmm. Story aside, people will give it a seven. Why doesn't the main character talk? Seven. Why is it stylized cartoon art? Well, the reason that they're using that kind of art style is so the Switch can handle it. Seven. And the Switch like barely even handles it properly, though. But like, was Breath of the Wild like the greatest game I've ever played? No, I'm still more like shocked at some of the twists in Fallout 4. And like, I like a large like amount of games. But Mm. do I do I think that this like the way reviews work and review bombing works helps the way games are now? Like, I personally like the way you and I review games. Now we talk about them and then we give them a 
pre-order, <laughs> wait and ar- see, bargain. An arbit- arbitrary rating, yeah. You don't need to rate a number, like a like rating a movie out of five or ten. Sure, that makes sense, but your reviews are also subjective. Every mm-hmm. single one of these reviews that you see for these video games are from the same players in the same game. Well, that's the thing. It's like they're going to give the games to the people who play like IGN is going to give Nintendo games to their Nintendo guy or girl. Right. And they're going to review them and they're going to give them a good review. But if they were to give a Nintendo game to their primarily like PlayStation, someone who loves like God of War and stuff like that, the review is going to be different until like the editors are like, no, 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 no. They paid us so much money. We have to change this to be good. We can't take have any negative talk in it, right? But like, like you said, it's all subjective. Like Rupert and Ebert. Remember those two movie guys? Ebert and Roper? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were the go-to. Siskel and Ebert. Sisk- yeah, but yeah, but then one died, right? So Yeah. yeah. Waldorf anyways. and Statler. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Like they were the, you know, go-to top tier movie reviewers like that they made their career out of it right so people trusted what they said and i think with with the internet and with these big like media conglomerates of you know that they do reviews and they do all this stuff it's hard to really determine whether or not a game is legitimately as good as they say it is because we know that money has transferred bank accounts and you know you you don't get early copies of games or hell movies or whatever it may be if you have a track record of bashing that company's or or giving poor reviews to that company's materials and those ips i agree right I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how kind of like I'm sure it will be a bestseller. I'm sure people will love it. But at the same time, is it actually as good as? It's already listed as a Metacritic must play. Yeah. And game hasn't even come out yet. I know. Are you kidding me? So here's the deal. I have a question for you. All right. And, uh, you know. $79 is a lot of money for a video game, especially a game that came out like five, six years ago. If you were me, I'm looking for a decent game I can play on my Switch, possibly platformy, that I can play in Switch mode. Because like, uh, I'll be on some flights next week and I, I like to keep myself busy. But you know me as a predominantly like pro controller player. I need a suggestion for a game that'll keep me busy. I'm like honestly thinking about like Super Mario 3D World. Yeah, you could do that. Or um, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Oh, I forgot about Mr. Donkey Kong. I'm surprised that you don't have that game, Mr. I love Donkey Kong. and he can It's not around. Donkey Kong 64, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that one's a pretty good one. Um, what else? I don't know. I, I'll have to research this a little bit. I have to look into uh, my catalog of of many games that I haven't played. You could do Pikmin, like Pikmin Three. You know, those are puzzly games. Mm, a little bit puzzles. different. 
Like, I can't even think about playing Mario Kart on a flight. No, I don't know. You know, the thing is, like, every time I travel, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bring my Switch. I'm going to bring my Steam Deck. I'm going to play these games. I'm going to. But then when I like if I'm on a plane, I get on a plane. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play something. And then it's like, "Mm, you know what? I'm just going to watch a movie. (laughs) It's just so much easier to sit there and watch a movie. Not to worry about anything. Yeah, my fake little Game Boy hasn't arrived yet. So I mean, you you ordered one of those. Of course I did. I told you I would. Nice. Um, have you seen the Steam Deck alternative? The Asus ROG Alloy or Alloy? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that looks sick. I want it because it's white. It it just would match all my other stuff. Oh, that's why. Okay. I was (laughs) No, I I I like I like the white console, but also like my entire tower and PC is all Asus, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, no, I saw that and I saw a bunch of reviews. It's it uh it looks good um it plays comparable to the steam deck i don't think it's going to uh replace the steam deck by any means or anything like that but uh, i think the steam deck is still cheaper isn't it yeah this one's 6.99 yeah okay let's uh let's get into the problem um microsoft is having right now so they're having another problem or it's the same problem yeah so well we still know that they're uh the the whole thing with the eu is still or the UK is still out there. EA even said that they don't care if the Activision deal goes through because we'll continue to be their number one publisher on their platform. Do we have a record scratch sound? Um, that's all I got. That works. That is a bold statement from a company that can't find their ass from a hole in the ground sometimes. We're well, now in a situation where we're in DEFCON Microsoft mode. Are we? I think so, man. What was the last big launch that Microsoft had for an exclusive game to their console? Oh, you mean like that? Um, I don't know. Forza. What are your thoughts on Redfall? <laughs> like, um, I, I can tell you I've played it and I've already uninstalled it. I got yeah. five hours into that game and I couldn't handle how terrible it was. It it was it was a buggy mess. I think it should have been it should have been uh, definitely delayed and 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 polished more. But no, David, it's a marquee title. It is a a console selling title apparently or allegedly, and it's also a Game Pass selling title. How do you respond? Well, it was it was marketed as yeah, in the in the minimal marketing that there was for that game because really when you think about it, there wasn't a whole lot. We saw some trailers at like E three or Gamescom or whatever it was, Tokyo Game Show, um, but there hasn't been a whole lot of marketing in general for that game. Uh, it was Arcane Texas or something like that, so not even like a main branch of the studio that developed it and i think it was just yeah it was i don't know i think microsoft has purchased all of these uh studios and stuff like that and they're allowed to 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 make games and do whatever but microsoft isn't really doing what i guess sony and nintendo do in terms of quality control um 
I think they are marketing these games, having having uh, cool trailers and all that stuff, but using it to sell subscriptions to Game Pass, right? Because it's like, oh, this game's coming out. It'll be on Game Pass day one by Game Pass, right? Because maybe they know that the game's going to suck, and but now they have your subscription. I'm watching the trailer while you're talking, and the... The, the trailer looks so much better than the game. So much better. Um, well, it's not the first time that's happened. Remember a little a little tiny game called Watch Dogs? Remember that first E3 trailer? Yeah. Game looked phenomenal. Now you can take over this person's persona. And and then when the game released, it was like absolutely nothing like the uh, the E3 trailer. Okay, this is let, let's do a simulated pitch meeting for them. Okay, all right. Okay, so uh, we walk into the room and they're like, "Hey, Sean and David, what's your idea?" And we're like, "Vampires." And then the, the the director or the games director at Arcane was like, "Are vampires even cool still?" And you and I look at each other because we have no other ideas, and we're like, "Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what happened." Zombie we'll make games. them cool again. Dude, I, I will tell you, Metascore meta is 56 on this. User score is 3.2. This that's, might that's, go down as bad. one of... <laughs> this, this could be one of the games, one of those types of games that don't get finished by majority of its player base. And like State of Decay, David, what was your biggest gripe with State of Decay when we were playing together online? Uh, online uh, multiplayer didn't uh, in have a progression for all players. It was only the oh. host. Well, I can tell you what this game's the exact same. You well, could fuck not- that. We're not playing that game then, dude. There's no point. Like I, you're you start the game and you're in this boat that is now at the bottom of the the ocean. It wasn't even like- at the bottom of the ocean. It was just like. It was on the shore, and then there was big waves that were stuck. No, no, you it. were down. No, because you, the first level, getting into Redfall, you have to like walk up to the pier, which is like oh, where you jump up is like underwater. Yeah, true. But, um, a it just looked terrible. Like it, there's no explanation. B, you're picking up all these items that are giving you experience. But you're like, oh, maybe I can pick up this wire. You have unlimited ability to pick stuff up, except guns. Make this make sense. Why am I doing all these things? Mm -hmm. Why can I pick off somebody with a handgun with a headshot, but I'm standing beside somebody with a shotgun and I can't kill them? Also, why is the AI not intelligent enough to figure out you did something out of sequence? Did you get to the firehouse? I did, yeah. Okay, so did you go upstairs or downstairs to start? After you um, um, you found the shotgun. I went downstairs. So you had to kill the vampire. Correct. Right? Yeah. And it, it holds your hand to kill that vampire. Yeah, like it tells you exactly what you have to do. Shoot the vampire, get him to freeze, and stab him with the shotgun. Yeah. Now here's the thing, though, is if you didn't keep that shotgun with the stake attached to it because you can pick up other weapons and and drop stuff if you want how do you kill the vampire 
Well, see, they make it very important because you can pick up a shotgun with a stake on it uh, on the ship if you figure out how to get onto the top of it. They so, just like, smash the window. Yeah, so you can <laughs> get it anyways, but it tells you that like having a staked weapon is important. And you notice very quickly there's no such thing as weapon durability, so not a problem. True, yeah. You... You go through this and then you go upstairs to try and rescue the people after you kill the one person. And they're like, you have to go downstairs and kill the vampire. And I was like, I did kill the vampire. And then they're like, you have to go downstairs and kill the vampire. And I looked at myself and I was like, I did kill the vampire. And then lo and behold, I walk away from the door and walk back to the door. And I go, how can I help you guys? And they're like, you have to go downstairs and kill the vampire. I was like, what the fuck am I playing right now? So you have to walk down and then all of a sudden it's like, you should turn on a light switch. Give me some instructions. Oh, so you probably didn't, you probably didn't turn the light switch on. So it didn't trigger that you killed the vampire, but the light switch didn't have the availability when I was down there. Cause it glowed, right? Like you see that it's like a, a pickable thing. Weird. The fetch quests were bad. It's, uh, a choppy, clunky mess. The controller always felt like I was kind of looking down on a 45 degree angle. Like, you know how it's mm-hmm. not like a perfectly lined up screen. Mm-hmm. That was kind of annoying. Yeah. I like the gunplay. The gunplay was kind of cool. The hit markers were really weird. It was so easy to kill people. It was weird. Yeah, you know, like I wasn't uh, super impressed with it. My biggest thing is like I was hoping for like lots of vampires to kill not three in the first two hours yeah like sure there's some cultists and stuff like that which are just those are just people who listen to vampires which are just goons yeah i know um yeah so i watched uh i was watching a, a online stream of um some of my friends playing and uh i joined in and there was like four of them playing and i was like oh sweet i'm like okay hold on Right, like they're not doing anything. Like they're just kind of all walking around. Like there's no action. Where's the action? And so I asked him, I was like, so is this like anything like Left for Dead or Dead Dead for what is the other one? Dead. <laughs> What's the uh, other zombie one that you just came out? Back uh, for Blood. That's it. Yeah, Back for Blood. Right. Anything like that with like hordes? And they're like, no, actually, there's like not a lot of. Those- vampires in general i'm like well then what's the point of playing this like you want to kill vampires and they make it so that it's more of a i don't know i don't even really know like you know what they should make if they want to do like a vampire hunting game they should do a vampire hunting game yeah call it buffy the vampire slayer (laughs) make a very badass character and just let you go to town like wouldn't it be cool to have like an open world game like grand theft auto open world but kind of thing. your blade oh my god ea you listen make this one because you're gonna make it great you know what i actually <laughs> i wouldn't call ea i would call no, insomniac i know, yeah, I know. Uh, I'd be like, no, hey guys do it yeah it'd be pretty cool but could you imagine an open world game so maybe like you're yeah you're a vampire hunter and you have to hunt down vampires that would be cool yeah like instead of these like co-op shooter kind of things, like sure it could be co-op. Why not? Like you could have a, a group of uh, vampire hunters. Um, like I don't know, maybe a la um, 
the division style, like co-op stuff, right? Oh, that would be so good. Instead of your city plagued with like um, mercenaries of stupidity, they could be filled with vampires on the night of an awakening. Some and you have that. to take out Dr. Acula. He's in charge, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's uh, it's a disappointing because there's uh, there's a lot of hype, but then also there's like before the game came out and now it did not do nearly remotely as well as uh, Microsoft had hoped for or like the, the, the advertising had uh, presented it to be. And it's just another like this is why the Sony fanboys say that Microsoft has no games like Xbox because they're no not wrong. Like it's not that they're, they're not wrong. Like Microsoft does have a, a decent library of games, but because they're not putting as much effort and quality control into their first party titles or even second party titles. Right. And they're, they're not doing those exclusive games. Um, there, I think there's an expectation that the game is going to be of lower quality. I'd, I'd and, agree with that. And, and I guess like in this case, yeah, like it's disappointing. Now, can they patch the game? Can like if they could they rewrite the game and release it in <laughs> in like a big patch? For sure, I'm sure they could, and I'm sure the the, the game studios are going to be working on it to make well, it better. But you know what? Microsoft made a a deal with Nintendo they could put Redfall on the switch and it would make a lot more sense. Why would it make more sense? This game plays at 30 frames per second. <laughs> it would, it, the problem is if they were put on the switch, it would be like a streaming, a streaming version or a streaming copy. No, who cares? Just let it happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a poverty console now anyways. So like that we're, we're gone of the days where Nintendo is up there in the same spot. Like, the the days of the GameCube versus PlayStation One versus no PS Two was out at the time. Okay, the PS Two versus Xbox. Yeah, and PS Two Xbox. And they and all got the yeah. same games released at the same time. We're done with that time. That doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I want I want to read you one review. Okay. All right. With rich, beautiful open worlds, a multitude of weapons, and a wide variety of enemies to square off against. Redfall amazes. Players won't regret staking their claim on Arcane, Arcane's latest masterpiece. Nine out of ten from We've Got This Covered. Really? Yep. How much did they get paid? Did they say? I don't know. Twelve dollars. <laughs> Maybe they they got gifted the, like multiple copies. Yeah. Uh... That review sounded like it got paid or like they were paid for it. It did. Yeah. Like it's kind of, you know, like with like in comparison to Nintendo, right? Like the Tears of the Kingdom reviews. We know like a lot of those were paid for because they're all glowing. They're all super good. Right. And this just kind of proves my point. The game like Redfall is bad. You know, there was a lot of there's there's a lot of evidence online. There's a lot of discussions online. And yet uh, this review company or this this, I don't know, whatever that you want to call them, gave them a nine out of ten. Is that right? Yep. Great. And 
and that's the thing. This kind of goes again back to what I said. You don't get review copies if the company knows you're going to bash the game. So if you have a history of bashing Nintendo games or bashing Microsoft games, guarantee Nintendo and Microsoft aren't going to give you review copies because you're not going to help them sell more copies of their game. Yeah, just be like us. Be impartial, Marshalls. Be impartial, Marshalls. Yeah. You know what won't get a bad review? What's that? Sam's TWB trivia this week. So, again, guys, I apologize. I'm just, I'm so busy and so popular. And now British, apparently. Apparently. You watched the coronation of uh, Charles III, didn't you? Yeah, that's little, not what you, I did. You, you're at feeling all. a little uh, che- uh, teepish. You want some L- little cheeky? Yeah. <laughs> um, TWB on. Uh, we're looking at May seventeenth. We are doing sitcoms with Sam. Now, Sam, as you guys know, is a guest host and she does a really good job. And she's doing sitcom trivia that includes Brooklyn Nine Nine, New Girl, and How I Met Your Mother. Tickets are still available. Check it out. It's going to be a great time and test your knowledge on those three shows. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any, so. uh, do you have any like, uh, sample questions? Uh, for that one? No, I don't. She's pretty close to the chest on those guys. But, David, you've reminded me. And thank you so much for reminding me. So, I have a few questions for you. Because we promised everybody on the last episode that we would ask David some audio Star Wars questions. And I'm hoping, because I accidentally closed my soundboard, that they work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So all you have to do is name the song, okay? I've got a few clips for you to try. Like I had to name the title of them? Well, you can. Or you could tell me what uh, movie... What movie film they appeared in? Does that seem reasonable? Sure. Okay. I will go very easy on you. Because, like, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not a uh, know the title of all the orchestral music Star Wars fan. Well, then you can tell me what movie they showed up in. Uh, We'll do, like, four. Maybe five. Okay. Number one. Oh, no. my, My soundboard has stopped working. Well, that was a short-lived game, right? That is a <laughs> that is an unfortunate turn of events. Okay, just uh, just you make you you do the sounds. You do. No, I got nothing. I'm not a soundboard. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Come on, like how about this one? You know, you have it in your soundboard. Oh, I know why my soundboard died because I deleted the files. Oh, that's why. I only have this one. Oh, that's the one that you were doing, but you were just doing the high part. But that is, this is Battle of Heroes. See, I know that when I quiz people okay <laughs> here's a quiz for you though sure. uh, i me that Batman. You, i will riddle you this which star wars episode did this song uh play in 
specifically, at what point in Anakin's downfall did this play in between episode one and, uh, or sorry, between episode two and three? What's okay, on? are you ready? Yeah, are you just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay, three, two, one. All right, so I think I confidently know the answer. And I'll tell you that that is it for this one. If you like what you're listening to, <laughs> oh amazing <laughs> for myself. Wow, wow, he's very nice. And David. He's so cool. He is so cool. Sorry we couldn't get the trivia, but we want to thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. <laughs>